Slime Wire. Choose your own adventure. We got London on the track. Nigga, horses don't stop, they keep going. You can lose your life, but it's gonna keep going. Why not risk life when it's gonna keep going? When you die, somebody else was born, but at least we got to say we ran on the we ran on the money, we ran on the we ran on that money, we ran on Yeah, uh, Marcus, if you didn't know, at the beginning of the podcast, we all say mahalo at the beginning to greet each other and to uh, spiritually validate each other. Doesn't so, mahalo mean thank you? Uh, doesn't mean doesn't it mean hello? I don't know. It's that's, like a that's coast, aloha. It's a Marcus has thing. been to Hawaii. Yeah. I just got back. Well, it's, not a, it's not a Hawaii thing. It's a coasty thing, you know. And so it's, it comes from my upbringing. We I say mahalo a, down. A, literally a Hawaiian word, but okay. no, it's actually more of a Newport thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, all right. Yeah, hey, y'all like it? I love it, man. Let, let yeah, me know where I need to be. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, let's just dive right in. How's that sound to y'all? Good. Cool. Good to okay. Me. Let's go. Mahalo. Mahalo, my man. Okay, this is uh, your host for the evening, uh, Ike Man Sensei, and I'm joined by Triton T2. 
Mahalo. Uh, Shield Clinton. What's good, everybody? Uh, we have a special guest with us tonight, uh, Big Moody Marcus. Oh. This is a special report oh, on okay. uh, the imprisonment. Let's go. Mahalo, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah that's what you hey, need. Wherever you yeah, need me, man, let me need. know. I'm, I'm ready to discuss. <laughs> okay, so right but before you before you say anything, Ikemen yeah. Sensei, I just want to say, I want to say two things. First off, this is episode 2845, baby. Ah. And the, the second thing I want to say is, Free yeah. Young Thug. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Free him ASAP. Yeah. Do it right now. It's time. Sergio 2. Yeah. Yes. So for all of our listeners who are not Kitchen. in the about the latest dire news, this is an emergency broadcast. Uh, Young Thug has been apprehended on some bullshit cases. Uh, he was uh, taken into custody, I believe, three days ago. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yes, uh, he was taken into custody, uh, busted on a RICO charge. He was uh, alleged to be the uh, the police raided his house and found uh, some illicit substances and firearms, which resulted in further charges. Uh, he has been apprehended. Bail is, I believe, pending right now. Uh, so they are deciding about whether he is going to be allowed to get out on bail as we speak. I don't think it's bail uh, at this point. I think it's bond, and I think it's. If did you watch that uh, the Bruce Rivers the criminal lawyer reacts video about this? Okay. I did. Yes. Yeah, I believe he uh, said that it's very likely that he will be denied bond. Yeah. 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 Gunna already got so, denied bond. It's they're they're playing with him right now at this point. Go ahead, Evan. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So um. Uh. So yeah. Uh, we're here to discuss what this means and uh, what this means for the future of rap. This is a sort of like the crowning moment in the end of an era for rap music with how uh, influential Young Thug has been on the rap scene in the 2010s. So uh, I want to kick it over to Triton T2 and uh, what are your thoughts on this and what are your feelings? I'm fucking pissed. I'm I'm like legit emotional (laughs) about this. Like I've just, I can't stop thinking about it. My man does not deserve to be in chains. I saw the mugshot. He looks devastated and pissed. Um, it's really fucked up. I don't know. I mean, he was getting ready to release another album. His last album, like, talks about how he's never going to let his brother go to prison again. And then they ended up getting his brother, too. And now they're, like, all in prison. The whole thing, like, the trajectory of his career, it's just, like, a very, very shitty moment. I think it's terrible. Yeah, it is awful. Um, I, like, I'm wondering, like, is this, uh, uh, I am not familiar with, like, the, like, have there been any other rappers that have been uh, busted under similar pretense, pretenses, under, like, Rico cases? There have been tons. tons. I mean, let's yeah. not forget. I mean, I, I know we probably don't want to speak of uh, this man's name, but, you know, 6 9 just left the Rico case. And, I mean, let's not forget. I mean, there's YFN Lucci, I believe. Yeah. You got, uh, I mean, Bobby all the Shmurda way back got a Rico case. Big, Bobby Shmurda, big, even back to Big Meech. Like, people have been To me is that he catches a Rico case because he is purported to be the leader of uh, Young Slime Life, which is branded as a criminal organization, but yeah. is really just like it's a music collective and it's like a loose affiliation of people. So it's like, I mean, I think that it, like the charges of like overreach for this case and all these other cases is like, how can you like, how can you claim that this super loose affiliation of people? constitutes a gang in any way like that just seems wild to me um and uh 
yeah, and it's fucked up. Well, it's once you do, once you create, once you do a criminal act and it benefits an empire, aka YSL, and once them charges stack up on you, I mean, mind you, the fed, the, it's not even a federal case yet. I believe it's just the state. And you yeah. know what that means. They're trying to, they're trying to, they need that bread. The state is trying to milk this for as long as they can to get some money out of these young men. And yeah. then it's going to get pressed to the feds. And let's not forget, they've been under investigation since 2012. That's, I believe, 10 yeah. years. And yeah, when yeah. they come with you, when they come to you with a Rico, they have everything they need to, to book you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at this point, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you know, prayers out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, Jeffrey and Sergio, their families, man, uh, especially my man, Young Thug's son, who just lost his mother. I'm as pissed, I'm as pissed as Triton is, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can only rap about what you're doing for so long and not think that somebody is watching you you know what i mean yeah for well that's sure. why it's yeah. super dangerous because they've they've been following this since before young thug was popping off so like in yeah. order to pop off as a rapper you have to have some legitimacy and so you have to rap about actual street things in order to like get popular usually and so yeah, yeah it's just a it's a bad situation all around Terrible. yeah i think that there's like a another bit of that is that like uh since the 2010s and since like uh odd future uh got big there was a rise in like collectives and like big spread out uh musical organizations you know and like these organizations like these music collectives uh are just like affiliations between a bunch of people that are like like sure some of them might be committing crimes and but like none of them like none of these organizations uh, none of these collectives are actually like, I don't know, like companies or anything. They're just groups of people. Um, and that has like been established as a way to get big uh, uh, since Odd Future got big. Um, so in addition to sort of like, it comes with the territory that you have to rap about street shit in order to get big and be popular. But now you also have like all of these guys are part of these like loose musical groups. And that seems like a way that you can get a Rico case way easier uh, because you have this like big public collective organization um, that you're part of. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're bringing it back to odd future, there's also the whole social media part of it like they were the first people to really well i guess like them and like lil b and that whole era was the first people to use about to say. social media yeah and that of course grew with you know the last big rico case being six nine like that was almost entirely based on like social media shit yeah for so, sure and a lot of the stuff in the indictment it is a fucked super long crazy indictment is like thug on instagram live talking shit to his yeah people he's beefing with yeah for right sure. yeah the videos like the lyric like they're 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 hitting them for their lyrics i don't oh, yeah. even the uh when they were uh when gunna was in court i believe one of the things they tried to hit him with was like some part like some traffic violations and some shit like they're hit they're 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 slamming the book on these boys you know what i'm saying yeah. and then you watch the video of the uh the attorney, the whatever, the lead chick who's been the lead woman, my bad, who's been investigating them for ten years. She's like, yeah, I, I, we've been trying to get rid of these guys. 
Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, well, like, another element of it is, like, yeah, the, uh, this seems like a sort of a symbolic case that uh, state law enforcement is pursuing in order to uh, basically just be able to claim that they are doing something about, like, these, like, rises in crime. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have to wonder, like, um, I don't know, like, is Young Thug, like, like, is he even, is Young Slime even, like, the, like, most criminally active, like, group that is out there in that area? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I but, mean, like, it, you, yeah, go for it. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's everybody who is popping and who's in the same lane, they all fuck with Thug. So yeah. I mean we're we're I mean we're gonna find out. I'm 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 hearing rumors that uh Lil Dirk and all them are being investigated because of this and all that. I mean, you, you just play it in your mind. Who's been on a feature with these men, who who have been like who are just in the background hanging out with these dudes, like it's not for no reason, you know what I'm saying? Once you're yeah. once you're uh once you're rich and you could just buy pounds of weed and just have your friends sell them just so they can have money too, like that's a very easy thing to do, especially if you can benefit from that. Yeah, you know? for real. Yeah, so and even I, if these guys aren't like the biggest like criminal organization, they're definitely making the most money out of like <laughs> these groups in the city because they're huge fucking rappers. So yeah, the state does want that money. Yeah, they're filthy rich. I'm curious to hear what my man Shill has to say. You know, you know, he's got a freaking colorful mind. Like, how do you feel about this? <laughs> Honestly, how does this make you feel, brother? Yeah. You know, it. Uh, I, I I hate to to go there, but you know, it it's pretty bad news. I mean, it looks like it's bad news for for Young Thug and uh, for all of them. Like, it's not just going to go away really quickly, and and that's what I mean. Like, there's him and what twenty eight other YSL members. Um, yeah. I forgot the exact number of twenty eight charges uh, that are being brought against everybody, but. 56 yeah and like how they all stack and shit on each other and sort of like compound like they clearly it's like they're moving all in on a fucking yeah, hand of poker like they're not counting on losing you know yeah yeah uh, they, uh, they're going as hard as possible and uh yeah. yeah it seems like thug was caught completely off guard and so was everybody else and, on, you know, there's probably going to be a shitload of snitching. Like, there's 28 people involved. Do you think, like, oh, out of 28 people, like, there's going to be a lot of a lot of singing going on? And not, not, right. as, not all of them are as rich as Young Thug, you know? Not all of them have as much to lose as Young Thug. Young Thug has right. eight fucking kids, you know? Right. He yeah. has, like, 11 siblings, like, several baby mamas. Like, those people that are, like, young and, like, don't have that kind of shit that kind of empire that young thug has yeah they have every reason to snitch you know right. yeah for sure shit man right it's it's gonna be a lot like like shill said it's gonna be a lot of grown men singing like birds in that motherfucker because <laughs> once they lay out the thing and tell them hey here's what we could do to you here's what we could do to you if you decide to give us some information yeah sweat them out sweat them out they're 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 probably in that room still they got at least 10 of them in that room still 
You know right. what I'm saying? And remember, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but not too long ago, Gunna took an acting role in some show and he's playing like a, a, a guy who's getting interrogated in a room. And it's this clip. Oh, he's like, oh, uh, no. he's like, what can I do for you? He's like, bring me some McDonald's and maybe I might remember something. And he was like, okay. He was like, Big Mac fry Coke. He was like, yep. <laughs> and then uh, the, the attorney or whatever, the, the whoever's investigating them goes and grabs him a fucking Big Mac McDonald's and he starts singing like a bird. If all that, if, 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 if all, right. if that's all it's going to take, it's curtains <laughs> for YSL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a damn shame. Yeah. I, uh, from what I have been watching and like the other, other people that have been commenting on it, it sounds like he's basically like people have been saying that if he gets offered like a 10 to 20 year like maximum uh sentence then he should take that or he's basically getting life because he's uh more or less been implicated i think the biggest like the biggest uh uh thing that keeps on popping up in the rico case is that he aided and embedded a uh an attempted murder by renting a car uh to deliver some guys to go do an attempted murder. Yeah, um, so the base the base charge for the RICO conspiracy is a minimum of five years. But yeah. the added charges, especially yeah, aiding and abetting a homicide, is like it could be a maximum life without parole. Yeah. Which would be totally Each fucking of- devastating to like each yeah. of the things that they have done are are you know people have gotten life for you got murder armed robbery and yeah. possession of a controlled substance and weapons in atlanta that's a big deal i don't even think weed is like technically all the way legal in atlanta and that's yeah. clearly what they found him for and they tried to hit him for uh with intent to distribute i think yeah. my man just had hella weed yeah yeah i, well, I, I think, think it was probably right was yeah I there was methamphetamine too yeah, oh, man. please well, shout out, shout out to Bruce Rivers, criminal lawyer. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, keep that's another to... that's another thing to like really like pray for young thug because yeah, he definitely has some uh, some drug habits and he's definitely going through some withdrawals right now that are not yeah, fun. Sure. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's famously uh, not a healthy man and he has a bizarre sleep schedule and. Uh, <laughs> At some point, like, like he goes to like doctors to get like nutrients injected into his body and shit. This is all, uh, this is all stuff that I heard from Triton over the years. Um, so yeah, it is like that sucks being in jail uh, with that kind of like with that lifestyle. He's gonna have to make some adjustments. And yeah, it just sucked seeing him like uh, in that video that you helpfully linked to Shill. Uh, Seeing him, like, without any of his swag on, without any, like, like totally destitute, you know? Just looking like a regular, sad, like... Institutionalized. Y'all seen yeah. that nigga in that white, that, that wife beater outside? It looked like they caught him in a... They woke his ass up out of a fresh-ass nap. <laughs> I, I would have been mad as fuck. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I feel like uh, that is, like... It's kind of like a catch twenty two with these with this case because, like, I have to imagine like they're cooking up a Rico case and that gives them a warrant to search his house. And once they have a warrant, they know there's going to be a bunch of drugs and guns in there. So they're going to go in there and then now 
they have they have him for Rico, and they have separate charges for illegal substances and firearms. So like, he's fucked either way. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, she'll like I hate to, I don't know, I hate to be like a Debbie Downer, but it does seem like it's not looking good. Things it's definitely are, not. Yeah, but it, it really also. Sucks. Hearing what his attorneys have to say, like Jeffrey committed no crimes, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's going to be unfortunate if they try to, if they or he tries to make it seem like he had nothing to do with this. If he tries to just blame all twenty-eight members for all this shit, you yeah, know, yeah, that's a possibility. I don't know. He's got mad kids. He might yeah. do the same thing Six Nine did and come out and be like, I don't care. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, listening to the listening to his lawyer uh, defend him and kind of just like like uh, establish like a narrative of him being like, yeah, he came from fucking nothing, became a huge star, like uh, like a totally game changing star. Like it's so so sad. Uh, yeah, like just to understand like. Like where he come from, where he came from, and how much influence he had. Um, so yeah, it sucks. I mean, like nobody's gonna know for sure what's gonna happen until the actual trial commences. But yeah, sounds it's like gonna be so- a long ass time. Like right, and I mean, we haven't even gone into discuss like his beefs, his current beefs. Let's not forget he tried to kill YFN Lucci. Let's not forget that there's like a rivalry going on right now. Like Young Thug's BM didn't die for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. There's this is that was done out of retaliation for whatever, who knows hell what. But it sounds like these motherfuckers just been running around causing havoc. Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, speaking off of that, I'd like to say rest in peace, Lil Keed, who died yesterday. Yes. Oh, rest yeah. in peace, Lil Keed. Oh man! Yeah, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because you linked to that in the group chat, but I didn't get a chance to read that article. Uh, I mean, I haven't read the article. Fa- kidney and liver failure. It wasn't like a. I don't believe it was like a street thing. Gotcha. Oh, so it was yeah, a- that's what I was wondering because he is like sort of YSL affiliated. Yeah, to my he called him his son. Yeah, yeah, word. He was signed to YSL. Oh, word. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That track on uh, he he's got a feature on so much fun. It's him, right. Thug, and Twenty One Savage. That's like the best song. We're one of my favorite songs on that album. Yeah. But yeah, everybody was like, I think he was the only or one of the very few YSL members that wasn't arrested in this sweep. And then mm-hmm. for him to die, like when he did, everyone was like, "Oh fuck, what happened?" Yeah, yeah thinking yeah. it was like, uh, I don't know nefarious for sure yeah uh, well yeah I feel like this is a like monumental uh, uh, landmark in the story of rap uh, going through like the last decade and into this decade like Young Thug was a uh, like although he was not of the SoundCloud rap scene he was hugely influential on like all of the artists that were coming out in uh, the middle half of the 2010s and like even before. Um, And uh, Triton, I know you have a lot to say about the trajectory of rap as a whole over the last decade. And I was wondering, how do you think, like, what do you think this 
What do you think Young Thug's arrest portends? And what do you think it means? I don't know if I necessarily have a bunch to say. What ha- what the spark to this in my head was there's this fucking YouTuber that keeps popping up in my feed and he just like does these videos about all these SoundCloud rappers that fell off and like so it's like mostly about like smoke perp like going out to shows where there's <laughs> only like 15 people there, you know. Or, yeah, like, sure. Lil Xan is, like, doing, like, hawking, like, random shit that, like, companies ask him to sell for them. And it's yeah. all super cringe. And, yeah, that got me thinking about, like, just, like, how weird the SoundCloud rap era was. Because it was, like, really short. And all of the, uh, everybody that hated it said the exact same thing. That, like, this is going to be over in two years and all these dudes are going to be broke. Like, and nobody believed it. Like, everybody was like, no we're still going to be listening to fucking smoke perp in 2022. And like, sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And so that got me thinking. And then when this happened, it was like, well, maybe like, it's not just SoundCloud rap. Like maybe it's just that whole era of like 2010s rap is just sort of coming to a close because another like future just had a new album. And my, I didn't even know about it. My buddy was like, have you heard the new future album? I was like, you know, I'm not even really interested, like, at all, like, in the new Future <laughs> album, you know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. of course, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of Young Thug's last album, either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're on record as that. Uh, but yeah. I will say, like, there are, like, um, like, there are, like, random artists that, like, continue to, like, drop dope shit. Like, <laughs> the newest Chief Keith album. It's very no, very yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> and what yeah. we'll talk about later the uh, the new the new Kendrick album. Even though he took like a pretty long hiatus from releasing anything, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah no, could... it's so weird. Like uh, the like, it seemed like there were so there was like a a golden age of like totally crazy new. Uh, musical like styles in rap that happened in the 2010s it blossomed it got huge and it was totally short-lived totally cut off and like uh and in most cases cut off very tragically like the xxx yeah. shit the little peep shit juice world you know yeah. all those dudes yeah yeah like yeah. young son getting imprisoned is like a cap on yeah like like seriously like every big star from at least the latter half of the 2010s, but also the earlier half of the 2010s was like, yeah, it was cut short. It was like this surge uh, of uh, artistic, like inspiration that happened, but none of the people that were doing it, like lived to, you know, see it flourish and like pass it on. Um, And yeah, this is just yet another uh, uh, period at the end of that sentence. So yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the same regard of just the whole decade of of 2010s hip hop yeah. in general. I mean, that's almost half of our lives. So we yeah. could sit here and, and and I mean, the more you think about it, the crazier it is. I mean, it just ended three years ago. Yeah. So I mean, shit. <laughs> in 2010, you got this just to start off. I mean, you got Cushion OJ. You got Man on the Moon too. Not yeah. to mention my beautiful dark twisted fantasy yeah you got all of these things that just came into the earth and just changed the way that 
Oh, you got you got fucking odd future thing. and like Raider Clan too, like un, super yeah. underground artists, like too. Yeah, Young yeah, Lean. Yeah, <laughs> like Earl came out. Yo, Young Lean. Oh my gosh! Right, and that fucking you got Earl coming out, Young Lean coming out. Who who else came out in in? I mean, just in that decade. I mean, it ended three years ago, so technically everybody who was ever on SoundCloud doing their thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a five <laughs> year span. I mean, or like a yeah. like an eight year span. And it all just, yeah. And it's so weird. Like you mentioned, like, like, uh, my, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out 2010 and that sounded like nothing that had come before that. And then like, yeah, odd future Raider clan, uh, are like, I always think of odd future, especially as being notable for, uh, being like this resurgence of like, like I said earlier, like a big, collective of people that are pushing each other uh whereas before it was like singular artists and like that that like format of like pushing rap music like took over the 2010s like like everybody was part of this like huge collective um so like yeah so there were like new like the music sounded totally different and then there's new forms of like distributing your music and new ways like ways of being a rap artist that came out in 2010 um yeah so i mean and i mean before we even like begin to move on like it's just the mumble rap error of just soundcloud i mean shit you got little yachty you got little uzi i mean 21 savage not more not more or less mumble rap but still just a part of that whole era I mean, shit, you, you got little Peep, rest in peace, coming out yeah. of that. I mean, yeah. you get so much stuff coming out of that SoundCloud era, mumble rap era. I mean, back when everybody hated it but loved it, shout to the Migos for just blessing that style. I mean, because without the Migos, I don't think you even get any of these people uh, or happened, SoundCloud rappers in general. What happened to Lil Yachty? Is he still uh, He's just really famous doing, like... Uh, doing like tv shows and stuff i don't feel like he has to oh and playboy cardi let's not forget like you, yeah. you cardi's one of the forever. ones that's that's yeah that's lasted it's crazy to think that some of the bigger like there's some people that are superstars now like cardi and uzi and like 21 savage that they literally were releasing on soundcloud yeah like their Skeet. music wasn't even on spotify like back then you know yeah, yeah. Ski mask, the slump god, or whatever. You got all those dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little, little pump. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and just like even within like the last like you know the last three artists that we named, like the sound of all of those uh, artists. Like I remember, like being like, you know, every like every couple months, thinking like, oh, is this gonna is this now what is gonna be the popular sound is like the xxx like lo-fi uh like uh super compressed bass sound gonna be the new sound now is that what's gonna take over and then the next like the next month it's just a completely different uh thing you know so it's like not just like a lot of big artists but each one had their own like respective uh uh sound yeah yeah I think what's interesting about a lot of like those those artists in that era also is that there was this whole um there was like a whole narrative about it being underground and about 
you know, old heads not understanding it and that they were creating their own avenues to spread their, like, message and stuff. Like, that's where you get, like, the no jumper interviews and shit. Like, yeah. when, oh, like, yeah. that was, like, a very cool thing in the beginning to, like, actually get into like because nobody was interviewing these fucking kids like at all and like or they would go on um hot 97 or whatever or uh the breakfast club and the breakfast club would just grill them about bullshit and like they wouldn't even respond to it but then for some reason when they're talking to adam 22 who looks like a tattooed penis they are actually (laughs) willing to answer questions you know yeah, for sure. Because he like tried, he tried to relate to them. He does look like a penis that has tattoos. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. yeah, yeah. That was another like that's like a big theme from like Yadi uh, disrespecting uh, the notorious Big and like all of these. I remember like yeah, there's like so much like I don't know disrespect for past uh, artists that was sort of like emblematic of all of these guys that they uh like they weren't just like new they coalesced around different like different streams of uh getting recognized and shit and like yeah like whereas like uh some people like yeah going on one um uh podcast they will not take it seriously and not respect uh the interviewer they will uh uh be free to talk with people that are within their, their like community you know yeah there's uh, a name we didn't shout out was uh kodak black who like he went uh, on yeah he went on fucking uh breakfast club and with a ski mask covering his entire face that video is so funny but yeah they're just asking him about his cases and he's like he can't fucking talk about that shit like yo and i mean we gotta mention one more it's probably the one that everybody here is gonna hate but let's not forget post malone was a soundcloud rapper oh yeah Yeah, it's crazy he's a fucking superstar now huge now yeah Yeah, for sure yeah why he got us with the white iverson you know what i'm saying i was hating but uh pretty catchy (laughs) tune yeah, yeah I've, I've never not hated on Post Malone, to be honest. But. Same. And I mean, while we're here, just on just the decade of 2010 in rap in general, I'm 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 glad we're t- talking about SoundCloud rappers because if you go look at the Grammy Awards, like the whoever won best rap album from 2010 all the way up until now, you you kind of get sad. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, in 2010, <laughs> in 2010, Relapse won Eminem's album. And listen to yeah. the nominees. You got Common, Universal Mind Control, Flow Rider, which is whatever. Most Def and Q-Tip were in the same fucking category as as Eminem and 2010, and they gave it to him. Sad. That's wow. crazy. Well, I mean, the weirdest one is uh, when Good Kid, Mad City came out. They gave it to Macklemore, even though oh, Good Kid, my. Mad City was nominated. And listen to what else was in the same category: Yeezus, Nothing Was the Same by Drake. Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and I mean in Good Kid, Mad City. That's freaking crazy. And they gave it to <laughs> fucking Macklemore. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Grammys. That's yeah. it. That's all. Fuck yeah. the Grammys. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. still shit. Who won this year? I know it wasn't Donda, which should have won. It was Tyler. Right. Tyler won this year. Oh, I, I guess Tyler. Tyler. Lost. Okay, Tyler deserved a dub, but it should have been Donda. Is my, my thing. Right. 
For sure. Award shows are just cringe anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, like, yeah, that kind of tracks with all media throughout the entire 2010s of, like, any kind of mainstream platform no longer has any idea what the fuck's going on. It's, like, what's good and what people like now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah, so there's no, I don't know, There's. it seems like all these guys, there's, like, no... Uh, like no legacy that is left behind by them. Like there's nobody that's going to be taking up this mantle. And uh, like I haven't been following it, but I know that Triton has been listening to the uh, people that are popular now. And like, do they bear any kind of relation to like? Is there any kind of like overlap between uh, SoundCloud rappers and uh, new rappers that are on the scene today? I don't know. I don't. Li- I mean, there is new SoundCloud rap, like, but like, I don't listen to it. Like, I I think that the new thing is drill, and that's and it's not even new. It's been around forever. But like, yeah, like now I fuck with uh, Pooh Shiesty. You know, he's great. And also in jail. And also in jail on a Rico <laughs> case. Yeah. God damn. So that's what Ooh. happens. Is these guys get big? King Vaughn, fucking die like rest, rest in peace, peace. King Von. rest in yeah. peace but like these dudes they show up and then they like run shit for like a couple months but they're like young and so and they're like in many cases street dudes and so they either get hit with the case or they get shot and fucking die and it's very very sad but that is sort of like what has been happening in rap right now and then the people that stay and the people that run shit and create empires like young thug it's just like a matter of time until like they close in on the empire and like uh moody was saying like they're already looking at like little dirk right now and like all the jacksonville shit you know they're totally looking at that like it's just it's super fucked it's hard to be like it's near impossible to it's really sad actually because like Rap, I think, nowadays is one of the only areas where, in America, where somebody can come from complete destitute poverty and become very rich very quickly. And so it's very sad that it comes at, like, it's so dangerous. Yeah. Such a high cost. Well, damn. That's pretty fucked up. Uh, (laughs) So, uh... All right, well, but uh, there's people that have made it out, like like Chief Keith made it out, you know. Like yeah, Chief Keith just true. bought a house and he just hangs out at his fucking house, you know. It's funny they said he's not allowed back on O Block, but it's like you guys seen the videos. I wouldn't be going back to that stinking ass block either. And you know they love him. You know they all bump his fucking music. Like they love him. That yeah. those are his kids, bro. They don't yeah. want to admit it. Does Chief Keith still fuck with Lil Durk, or are they beefing? I think Chief Keep doesn't fuck with anybody, and I mean they—they're still saying he's not allowed back here. Yeah, I mean he has features on his mixtapes, but like, yeah, I don't know who they oh, are. Damn. Yeah, Tato and uh, yeah, Lil Reese. Oh, shouts yeah. out RXK nephew and RX Poppy. They're doing their thing. RX Poppy is in jail yeah. right now, but those are two very cool new rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah but absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like other than them, is there anybody that is really in the news right now? Like, is there anybody that's coming up? Um, 
I'm hearing. I mean, I think I think Triton's right on. I think it's drill. I think. Um, I mean, yo. I mean, let's not forget about Griselda Records. I mean, they had a crazy run. I think right now it's just dope rap in 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 drill. If you're rapping about coke, everybody's gonna fucking listen to you. You know. Yeah. Uh, you got Freddie Gibbs who was killing shit for a while. He put out an album with Mad Lib and. Um, Alchemist, those both seem to seem to do really well. I remember at one point, he was everybody's favorite rapper. I mean, Black Twitter was like, "Yo, nobody's fucking with Freddie Gibbs," and that was for like a couple of years in a row. Yeah. Um, was that I like mean, before got- or after like his original Madlib collaboration? Because I remember Doctor Shill like turning me on to Freddie Gibbs like way back in the day, like when that Kush Cloud song came out and shit, and like yeah, it was that was That's way because- before like the the Madlib shit, yeah. Yeah, That's definitely. Just... Madlib shit is like seasoned, like fucking well-aged fucking gangsta Gibbs. It's like it, it's dope as fuck. I, I like how he's developed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Other than that, I don't think there's anybody else in the news. I'm hearing talks of ESTG. He's really good. He's coming up. Uh, a lot of people seem to like him and his story. Uh, I think he signed with Yo Gotti. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Yo Gotti is always good. All of his artists seem to do pretty well. They never complain about their uh, record deals or anything like that. So anybody fucking with Yo Gotti is on. I believe Mozzie just signed uh, with Yo Gotti, which is like a big deal for their West Coast. I think the first West Coast artist who signed to like a label over there with another artist. Um, So I don't know. I think those are who you got to pay attention to. Drill. Anybody rapping about moving dope? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Benny the Butcher was killing shit. I mean, West Side Gun. I mean, you can go on forever. Those guys have um, uh, seemed to just get my attention. Big Moody, <laughs> let me hit you with this as a fixture or as like somebody that knows people in the Portland like rap scene. Uh, what do you know about Yeet? Or what are people saying about Yeet? Everybody's hating on Yeet. I yeah, believe, I fucking um, hate that guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't really listen to him. Uh, I've never mm-hmm. listened to him. All I know is that he kind of got uh, a co-sign from Drake. And ever since then, he's just been up doing his thing, killing shit. I mean, anybody who gets a co-sign from Drake, it doesn't matter if you're hop, skip, shadooly bopping on the track. They're going to listen to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I saw an interview with him where he was talking about how he went to high school in Portland. And he said he went to Lake Ridge High School. And I looked it up. And it was like... That's the That's high school in Lake Oswego. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this it's is like the guy. AKA you can... not Portland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's it's cool because guy... he still has to check in if he comes to Portland. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the guy that looks like your best friend from high school, right, Triton? He looks exactly like uh, uh, Victor. Does he? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna look at a picture. I don't know what Yeet looks like. I've just heard him, but go look. Go look at a picture of him. That's exactly what. It, that's the first thing that I thought when I saw that video you sent me. Well, if that's the case, then I hope it's secretly Victor. <laughs> so okay, then you could tap in and be like, "Hey, bro. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'd be pissed if he didn't tell me he was popping off. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Crazy. Well. We've been covering some. Uh, we've been covering some dark themes and some depressing material here on this emergency broadcast of uh, SlimeWire. But I want to move to 
Holy uh, shit, he does look like Victor. That's fucked, right? bro. Yeah, he looks exact. He looks and he kind of sounds like Victor, and just his mannerisms <laughs> exactly like Victor. Yeah, yeah. So in that respect, I am for him. I kind of he, he uh, I'm kind of into him just because I feel like I can understand him. Um, Word. But yeah, uh, so let's move on to uh, maybe a glimmer of hope, uh, the possibility of reconciliation in a brighter future. Uh, Kendrick Lamar dropped his uh, latest uh, magnum opus, perhaps? Let's go. Oklahoma. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Kung Fu Kenny, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) K-Dot. The Big Stepper, Mr. Morale himself. I have been fucking <laughs> losing my mind over this piece yeah. of this masterpiece this yeah. creative masterpiece yeah i mean it i believe it came sooner than we thought it was gonna come so yeah. it was kind of like i was waking up getting ready for work uh i, I fucking 6 a.m but i'm like yo is this the whole album i thought i was dreaming yeah i yeah. got played front to back for it's still getting played front to back a few songs are on repeat but yo kendrick lamar Kendrick LaFucking Mar. That's all I gotta say, man. This is yeah. I thought it was. I thought it wasn't gonna come out until a day later, and I was at work, and then I got off work, and fucking one thing that was bugging me was I was getting text messages from Spotify or like notifications from Spotify all week that was like, "Be prepared for the new Kendrick album. New Kendrick album in five days, in three days." And then it was like, "Oh yeah, the new Kendrick album came out," and I was not expecting it, and so I was like, "Oh, dope." And I listened to it, yeah, immediately. But yeah, I actually didn't really, I didn't, I wasn't that into it the first round. And then the second round, I've listened to it three times now. The second round, I really fucked with it. And the third time, I fucked with it even more. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I remember uh, uh, we were texting back and forth, Triton, about our uh, uh, hopes or what we thought it was going to be. And uh, I remember uh, you said that you didn't think it was going to be. you didn't think it was going to live up to... Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to, to be honest. I mean, I wasn't the biggest... Like, Dan is fine, but it's like, Mm -hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly is like a masterpiece, and Good Kid Mad City is a masterpiece. And what I've been listening to a lot lately is Section 80, which I think is still my favorite Kendrick project, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was like... that. My main thing about when it came out was that I was wondering how he was going to top To Pimp a Butterfly, you know? Uh, because I felt like after like his like long ass hiatus from releasing anything, uh, people are going to be expecting some big giant uh, conceptual uh, artistic statement from him. And I was like, I don't know how he can top to pin the butterfly, which like when it came out was like, so I don't know, like a, an album that like captured like the zeitgeist of the time it was made in, you know, it's like a meatloaf album. Like it's just like fucking to 10, like everything is up to 10 that like the whole concept and everything. Yeah. 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 So like coming out of it, I was like, how is he going to like, what can he do to top that? And I think that it was really cool. Like what he chose to do where to Pimp a Butterfly was like a statement on the state of the world, you know? It was about exterior stuff that was happening. It was also about, obviously, Kendrick's, like, emotional state. 
but it was a lot about uh, like making like political statements about what was going on at that time. And I think that like he did what he, the only way that he was going to make something that was going to stand with that would be to get introspective about his like psyche, you know? Um, so I just think it was really a, like having this album have that theme was very smart and it was like the only way it was the only way to go it was the only way that he was going to make something that could hold up you know uh and so i think it was very like very smart to have that this album be have those themes you know and i don't even think it was that um that uh like preordained or i don't think he really thought about it that much i think like there's the song the one song i can't stop listening to is the second to last one mother eyed sober that song is so fucking intense but yeah he has a bar on there about how like he just didn't have any inspiration for like two years and then he finally got some and he dropped the album you know so i don't think that he was really thinking about it that much i just think like this shit like flows through him i don't know he's just one of the 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 good like orators of like our era you know and like yeah. God chooses to speak through him. Well, I was yeah, I was talking about it as if it was like a premeditated move on his part. But obviously, yeah, he's just making the music he wants to make. But yeah, um, yeah. pushing barriers, man, making risky music too. I mean, yeah. um, Auntie Diaries was crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying with all those trigger words, you know, and and yeah just speak speaking from the perspective of a black male in compton who Mm -hmm. i mean clearly you know he knew what was up before it was okay to know what's up and i feel like you know being being a fucking black african-american in america this is something that like needs to be talked about because you know the the black community hasn't necessarily been as as acceptable as acceptable to things like that transgender uh Yeah. yeah sexuality just you know just things of that nature so i feel like him taking risk like that just adds to the depth of the album and i mean it was just really really fucking cool to hear and you know you can kind of listen to the records he felt like he had to put on there to garner the attention of like the the radio listeners if you will the Mm -hmm. the the people who want to listen to the commercialized shit records like silent hill and um I mean, even this, uh, I think N95, which he just dropped a video for like 12 hours ago, like oh, even those still have like a, a conscious depth to them, but not as deep as records like Auntie Diaries and Mother Eye Sober, but still, I mean, yo, th- th- this album is fucking fire. Like I know, like Triton said, like I listened to it the first time through and was kind of like, ah, then the second time through it was like, all right. And now probably yeah. like the 10th, 15th time through i'm like yo this is incredible you got like one of the biggest stars out right now like uh being super vulnerable talking about like infidelity even at his status like that's a really risky thing to do talking about being an alcoholic talking about his like addiction to sex and like things that we as men try not to talk about whether it's around our partner or around our friends because it just shows a sign of weakness and a sign of like not being able to have control over your vices and shit and like i feel like since we can hear like pretty much half of the world's hero in the world yeah. of hip-hop like admitting yeah. to these things it just 
it's fucking incredible you know you never think you never think that the people that you look up to are going through these things and it's like for sure i think that uh one thing that kind of interested me about the album like as a whole is that he's kind of doing like a delicate i don't know like a dance between like within like he's not uh like he's talking about these social issues uh but there's also this like uh like he has to talk about uh cancel culture and shit like that and i i hate to use like the word cancel culture on my podcast but uh (laughs) like he so he is as a rapper he's caught in between like two opposite forces which is the like drive for like censorship from anybody is historically something that isn't good or has you know affected rap musicians negatively right so like there's you know uh uh people that are calling for like content moderation um over like people's like lyrics and stuff and like the art that they make that's something that rap musicians have had to deal with for a long time um and so he's like he has to dance between be wanting to be like progressive on social issues but then he's also obviously aware of like he doesn't want to be uh censored you know so it's a really interesting like throughout the album he i think he like always makes clear that it's like uh he's not going to listen to people that like so like uh on the song that you were talking about he says like you know he has some uh slurs that could be interpreted as uh uh homophobic but like within the context of the song obviously like it works so he's so the themes that he talks about are really progressive uh and he's talking about them but he's also like dancing around uh not uh being censored you know um yeah yeah and i think it was an interesting like it was like a tightrope that he had to uh walk with like you know like dave Chappelle being called out and stuff uh recently um so yeah i don't know it's an interesting like divide he has to walk through well it's an interesting way for him to attack that uh like sort of issue because I think Kanye West has been doing that too like with his past couple albums like talking about Dave Chappelle and you know that sort of stuff so I don't know it's like it's cool that he is align I don't know I don't know not aligning but like bringing that stuff up yeah I think he's just so on point and so in tuned with knowing what we want to hear I feel like he knows that we yeah. all look to him for more than just good music. Like we, we value his opinion on things and it's been so long. I mean, of course this whole co- cancel culture has been like exceedingly like it being like more talked about and more of a thing in between his yeah. last album up to now. So I feel like he knew we wanted to hear that. And I'm, he broke that silence with the heart part five. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, just days before his album came out. And I mean, you, you got him basically having his face being morphed over of OJ Simpson. You got Jesse Smollier, Will Smith. You got all these people that I kind of feel like were canceled in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, for him to just break that silence with that, te- I mean, it, it got you ready for what 
he was going to bring on this album. And I mean, you, he, he touched on everything we wanted to hear him talk about. I mean, uh, you heard him talk about how um, he uh, it, he thought it was funny when Drake and Kanye made up. You know, he's just not. He feels like he need he has some healing to do. Maybe he's not ready yet. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, for a person to be able to admit that on that platform. I mean, and we have this image in our mind of you just being like a perfect human being, like fucking crazy. Like he, yeah. he just touched on everything he he knew we needed to hear. Yeah, and that's a fucking strength in its own. You know. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, totally agree that my like listening experience of this album, like the first time I listened to it, it's like okay, yeah, this is this is uh, pretty good, and then it just grows on you over time. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. What's Dr. Shill think about? That? Yeah, what do you got, Shill? Uh, I, the album's fire. It, I definitely needed to warm up to it a little bit too. Um, like, there's a. I thought it was interesting. The biggest overarching theme in my mind is just like forgiveness and um, like healing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and how like those are intertwined and. Um, so it's not like, you know, we, we, we were talking about how we first heard the words cancel culture on the album. And then you're immediately like, Oh, where's this going? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're like, Oh man, come on, Kendrick. Like don't get too zoomed in on current yeah. events. Cause he's usually a little more evergreen and like zoomed out to where his, his lyrics are like timeless and not yes. always tied to like specifics in the news. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, the theme is much deeper than just like, oh, cancel culture is good or bad. Um, it's like what happens after cancellation and like forgiveness and um, like why, you know, why do we, why do people like do the things they do and shit? Like talking about um, the abuse he received and his family received, right? And like the generational trauma and, and, breaking cycles of trauma and shit it's yeah it's just so deep and it's yeah, uh, sure. fucking awesome it's beautiful yeah. yeah i think uh uh it's another thing that like interests me is that like he again is capturing a zeitgeist because i think that like everybody right now has been forced to turn inward and like mm-hmm. think about themselves you know uh yeah think about their uh uh, their psychological makeup over like the past two years uh, so like it is pretty cool that he has I mean we've talked about like uh, the idea of like corona albums and like quarantine albums on this show before and this album is not exactly like a quarantine album but it reminds me of a like an, an album that could only be made during these these fucked up times in which we're living another uh yeah i agree um like triton brought up kanye too um a moment ago and on this album he's incredibly uh spiritual and like incredibly open about his spirituality like i think to a higher degree than any other album Um, yeah kanye opened the door bro right that's kind of what i was getting at like when you brought that up um uh and I don't know it's it's interesting to see and uh I think he like wears that really well and it it serves his art like 
amazingly. It's pretty cool. Definitely. Um, all right, so uh, I think with that slight glimmer of hope, uh, we bring this emergency broadcast to its close. I want to thank uh, Triton T2, uh, Big Moody, and Dr. Shill, as always, for coming on today. Oh, thanks, Big uh, Moody. You're, you're welcome to come on again, like... If you yeah, ever, yeah. if you ever have anything you want to talk about, you want to pl- you want to bring something to, you know, if you want to pitch us something, like we're totally open to having you on. Whenever yeah, you and want, I get, I get the feeling that 100%. we didn't we didn't even mine fifteen percent of the uh, thoughts that you had on uh, the last decade of hip hop in general. So, uh, oh, dude, that's a whole episode. Exactly. Yo, yeah. Y'all well, no, that's a series. That's a series of episodes, and we'd All love right. to have you and uh, produce it for sure. Yo, please. I mean, you know, I, I don't really do too much on the weekend or whenever you guys do the show. So when, hit me up. Let me know. I'm into it. Um, thanks for having me on. Thanks for, you know, uh, you know, uh, hearing me in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anytime y'all want to get together, for sure. Let me know. Um, shout out uh, shit, to boy. Triton. Right. Shout out y'all. Shout out SlimeWire. Shout out the the listeners, the old listeners, new listeners, all that. You know what I'm saying? Free Young Thug. Free Young Thug. R.I.P. Little Keed. All that. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not saying Sayonara this time. We're saying Free Young Thug this time. Yes. And Free Gunna, too. We've been Young Thug. Free Gunna. Free Mr. Kitchens. That's right. Free Mr. Kitchens. (laughs) Free Yak Gotti. They got Yak Gotti, too. Oh, they got them all. They got them all. If you were seen holding up YSL, they got you. If you if if you're not in jail yet, uh, you might want to do the dash because they're probably coming to get you tomorrow morning. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. Uh, so that <laughs> warning, uh, we leave you. Uh, goodbye. I'm sensitive. I feel everything. I feel everybody. One man standing on two words. Heal everybody. Transformation, then reciprocation. Karma must return. Heal myself. Secrets that I hide. Buried in these words. Death threats. Ego must die. But I let it purge. Pacify. Broken pieces of me. It was all a blur. Mother cried. Put their hands on her. It was family ties. I heard it all. I should have grabbed a gun. But I was only five. I still feel it. Weighing on my heart. My first tough decision. In the shadows, clinging to my soul as my only critic. Where's my faith? Told you I was Christian, but just not today. I transformed, praying to the trees. God is taking shape. My mother's mother followed me for years in her afterlife, staring at me on back of some buses. I wake up at night, loved her daily, traded in my tears for a Range Rover. Transformation, you ain't felt grief till you felt it sober.
looking in the mirror, knowing I was gifted, only child, me for seven years, everything for Christmas, family ties, they accused my cousin, did he touch you Kendrick, never lied, but no one believed me, when I said he didn't, frozen moments, still holding on it, hard to trust myself, I started rhyming, coping mechanisms, to lift up myself, talk to my lawyer, told me not to be, so hard on myself, he has an aura, I hope to achieve, if I find some help, congratulations, made it to be famous, still I feel uneasy, water watching, live my life in nature, only thing believes me, spirit God, whisper in my ear, tell me that she sees me, did he touch you, I said no again, still they didn't believe me, mother's brother, said he got revenge, for my mother's face, black and blue, the image of my queen, that I can't erase, till this day, can't look her in the eyes, pain is taking over, blame myself, you never felt guilt, till you felt it sober, Except for one, let me bring you closer, intoxicated There's a lustful nature that I failed to mention Insecurities that I project sleeping with other women Whitney's hurt, the pure soul I know I found her in the kitchen, asking God, where did I lose myself? And can it be forgiven? Broke me down, she looked me in my eyes Is there an addiction? I said no, but this time I lied I knew that I can't fix it, pure soul Even in her pain, know she cared for me Gave me a number, said she recommended some therapy my mama why she didn't believe me when i told her no i never knew she was violated in chicago i'm sympathetic told me that she feared it happened to me for my protection though it never happened she wouldn't agree now i'm affected 20 years later trauma has resurfaced amplified as i write this song i shiver cause i'm nervous i was five questioning myself long for many years nothing's wrong just results on how them questions made me feel i made it home seven years of tour chasing manhood but whitney's gone by the time you hear this song she did all she could all those women gave me superpowers what i thought i lacked i pray our children don't inherit me and feel inside track of conversation not being addressed in black families the devastation haunting generations and humanity they raped our mothers then they raped our sisters then they made us watch then made us rape each other psychotic torture between our lives we ain't recovered still living as victims in the public eyes who pledge allegiance every other brother has been compromised i know the secrets every other rapper sexually abused i see them daily burying they pain in chains and tattoos so listen close before you start to pass judgment on how we move learn how we cope whenever his uncle had to walk him from school his anger grows deep in misogyny this is post-traumatic black families and a side of me today is still active so i set free myself from all the guilt that i thought i made so i set free my mother all the hurt that she titled shame so i set free my cousin chaotic for my mother's pain i hope hakeem made you proud cause you ain't die in vain so i set free the power with me may she heal us all so i set free our children make a karma keep them with god so i set free the hearts filled with hatred keep our bodies sacred as i set free all your abusers this is transformation Anybody but myself
Oh 